The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. Today, I get the honor of sharing the message with you just for about 15 20 minutes. And uh, I've called this a toothful of grace. Okay? So I want to show you a picture of me on February the 13th this year at 9 o'clock in the morning. This was me. Here I am. Take note of the mouth, okay? So at 9 o'clock, I'm fine. This is me at 11 o'clock. Spot the difference. So I'd had a cyst under that tooth for 30 years, but in four months it trebled in size, and the dentist said, that's it, we can't look after this anymore, that tooth has got to come out this morning. And so I thought, oh, okay. So I went and got the tooth out, and I, got, I had stitches, I had about four or five stitches in there, um, and it, the gap, that gap felt this big, and I couldn't eat anything solid, I could only drink, and the stitches were hurting, and I was a real mess, but that was Monday, and they knew that Wednesday was coming, and on Wednesday... I was going to have a false tooth, so I could cope. You can cope with anything for a couple of days. So on Wednesday, I went along, and this was me on Wednesday. Oh, feeling a lot better. I've had a crown put on, I've had a bridge across, and that's it. Now you all know I've got two false teeth, but never mind. So, <laughs> so that was me on Wednesday. I'm thinking, good, this is all over. Well, the crown, one side felt like as though a big pea had been stuck on the back of my tooth, and the other one was like half a pea. So now, I, every time I opened my mouth, I was lisping. So I was talking like this. And my tongue hated what was in my mouth and kept trying to push out my tooth. The stitches are hurting. The stitches are like barbed wire under my tongue. I can't drink anything. I can't, oh, well, I could drink, yes, but I couldn't eat anything still. And I was really feeling miserable for myself and thinking, oh. And the dentist said, just be, be patient, and it's all going to be good. Well, on the Thursday, I had promised to actually pick up Fiona from hospital. And I'm thinking, Fiona had just had a dose of chemo, so we'll both come home. She'll be as miserable as me. We'll lie down. And, uh, yeah, well, I picked up Fiona. She's great. Let's have something to eat. She's ready for steak and chicken as I'm trying to get through my yogurt and jelly. I'm going, do you want to rest? No, let's go for a walk. It's like, oh, Fiona, you've had chemo, and I've had a tooth out, you know. So, okay, that was a Thursday. Well, by Friday, the stitches were driving me nuts. So I went back to the dentist and I went, David, I'm not usually a weak person, but this is so hard. I'm hating this. My tongue keeps wanting to push this thing out of my mouth. And he went, just be patient. The swelling will go down. So he took the stitches out and he said, it'll all be okay. Yeah, well, that was Friday. On the Saturday, I had to lecture at Alpha Crucis for seven and a half hours. I'd already had someone take over my Friday, and, and Saturday was all about grief, and I wanted to speak. And so I thought, how on earth am I going to do this? And I just said, God, I'm only going to be able to do this by your help. And so I got there, and I spoke very slowly, and I articulated my words, and I managed by God's grace to get through that. But anyway, two weeks went by, and the swelling went down. Woohoo! am I better? No, because I'm still not eating solid food very much. But now there's a gap under the tooth because the gum has shrunk back into place. And so now when I eat anything, it gets stuck underneath the false tooth. 
So I've got lumps of food getting caught in my tooth. And worse than that, if there was no lump of food, but the saliva was there, because your salivary gland is right underneath that tooth, if there was saliva and I said S, I would blow bubbles through the base of my tooth. Now, you wouldn't have noticed the bubbles, but for me, I felt like the bubble was blowing out there. So I'm either trying to go to the toilet and floss out the, the stuff from under my tooth, or I'm blowing bubbles, okay? And I'm thinking, I absolutely hate this. And I go back to the dentist, again, for about the 10th time. I said, David, what can we do? And he says, actually, nothing yet. He said, you've got to wait at least till the end of the year, till you because the, there was a, a, a four-millimeter cyst removed. He said, you've got to grow new bone in your jaw, and so you can't do anything. You're just going to have to suck it up and be a big girl. He said that nicely. That's what he meant. Okay. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, all right. But I'm really, really, really struggling with it. And so... <laughs> Uh, as time went on, I remember one morning waking up with a panic attack, or just about a panic attack. Why? Because I thought, I've changed forever. I can't get my tooth back. Well, two teeth, because the other one was grounded down to have a crown on it, and it's like, they've changed forever. And I'd had those teeth, you know, for over 50 years, and now they're gone. And this is the end of that journey and the beginning of a new one. Will I ever be able to talk normally again? And will I ever be able to eat meat again or bite into an apple? And I had this real sense of a, a, a panic inside me. And it, it was really hard. And then one morning, I was just feeling so bad. And I said, God, what is going on here? And he reminded me of this scripture that I want to share with you in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me give you the context to this. The Apostle Paul um, had had these amazing revelations about God and about heaven. And he writes this because God did this to him. Okay, Because of the extraordinary nature of the revelations which I received from God, for this reason, to keep me from thinking of myself as important, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to to torment and harass me to keep me from exalting myself. Now concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times. I thought, only three? You're amazing. You're a legend. Three times that it might leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation. For my power is perfected and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. So I'm well pleased with weaknesses, insults, distresses, persecutions, difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, and truly drawing from God's strength. Now, don't worry too much about the top paragraph because I don't want to go into all of that today. I just want to bring out that Paul was going, God, I hate the situation that I found myself in. I hate what is happening to me. Please stop it. Anybody ever been like that? Anyone found themselves in that situation? Yeah? Well, here's the Apostle Paul saying that. But God says to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Let me unpack that that little line there. So have a look at the definitions. The definition of grace, which is the Greek word word, uh, charis or charis, it's the merciful kindness of God, which, first of all, enables people 
to realize that they need Christ. So the first part of that grace is God enables us to see that we really need him. I love that. I love the fact that God opened my spiritual eyes to realize, Anne, you can't do life alone, nor should you, but I want to be there with you. And because, Anne, you're incapable of living at the standard that I expect, I'm going to give you Jesus as your Savior so that you can be made perfect through Jesus. I love that part of grace. And then the second part of grace is that it enables Christians to be kept strong in their faith be able to endure anything. He enables us to get through all the challenges that come our way. So that's the bit of grace. And then when it goes on to say it's sufficient for you, it means sufficient is a source of unfailing strength to be all that you need for that moment and to help you be content. And so God said to Paul, Paul, I'm not going to take away that thing from your life. And actually, the, the commentators think that it was bad eyes. They think he had, like, runny eyes and stuff that was going on. And it stopped him from reading properly, writing properly. And they think it was that. And God says, no, I'm going to prove to you a lot more through your weakness. I'm going to prove that my grace, my enabling, is going to help you through that circumstance. And I, I love the fact, in the next slide, please, that God uses the weaknesses in our life, the challenges of our life, first of all, to prove he's with us and that he can help us. He also wants to prove, or, or also to keep us dependent upon him. And when we, we learn, if I'm going to do life really, really well through the good and the bad, I need to be dependent on him. Then the verse of Philippians 4.13, we prove that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think, Fiona, you quoted that in your video this morning. And your, that's your experience. Yeah, God's grace is bringing you through. And the other girls that shared their story. It's because God's grace is enabling them to cope with what they're going through. And so we all have grace opportunities in our life. Mine was the tooth challenge. And so I reckon that I've learned a toothful of grace. Yeah? <laughs> About a month, six weeks after I'd had the tooth. And it was still every day, even now. Every day I have to challenge. Uh, it's a battle for me. And I have to go through stuff. And um, I mean, in the light of what other people go through, it's nothing. But it's still my challenge because my whole life is talking to people and teaching and whatever. And every time I open my mouth, it's a pain. Um, that too full of grace. I woke up and I said, God, I am so over this. What on earth are you doing? Why was this allowed? Can you just help me see some benefits of it? So at 4 a.m., I got up. John's fast asleep. And I went downstairs and I got out a notebook and I went, okay, what is going on? Let me share you, in no particular order, the random thoughts that came one after the other. And this, this is what it... First of all, by going through that experience, it was reminding me what people feel like when they're thrown into situations over which you have no control. That helplessness, that, oh my gosh, what is happening to me? We all have times like that. But because I'm a chaplain on, with the ambulance and with disaster fronts, I'm forever mixing with people that are just caught in this, ah, it's out of my control. And so in a little way, it just reminded me of how helplessness and that sense of I have no control over what's going on. So it was a good reminder for me. It also 
the whole experience reminded me there was always someone else that is having a greater challenge than I am. And so it stopped me from having a pity party. You know, having Fiona on that, that Thursday was a good thing because it put my tooth challenge into perspective over her, her chemo challenge. So that was a good perspective. It also, in a funny way, just reminded me, and you're getting older. And uh, this body of yours is deteriorating, so you better concentrate on your inner beauty because the outer beauty as well is beginning to fail, so you better just look after the inner beauty. It also it really helps keep my pride down. When you're blowing bubbles through your mouth, it really helps you keep pride down, so that, that was good for me. Um, made me push into God. Oh my gosh, when I had to speak for seven and a half hours on that Saturday, I was totally reliant on God. But it reminded me, you can push through adversity. There is God's grace that will enable you to get through whatever that adversity is. He's there to help you. We don't have to do it alone, which was beautiful. It also made me aware again that when we go through stuff, Many people have no idea what we're going through. I mean, many of you had no idea about my tooth challenge. You heard Joe's story. You heard Sophia's story. You heard Fiona's story. For many, it was like, I had no idea. we just got to be aware of each other. Because when we become aware of each other, then we can help walk through the journey. And then that led me on to, I also felt so loved when people who knew about my tooth challenge would ring up and say, how are you doing? How are you coping with your tooth today? How is your eating going? I just thought, oh, I feel so loved. And then I also learned, too, that some of the best helpers for me were people that had gone through losing their front teeth. And I have a pastor friend who um, I, I knew she'd had a challenge with her teeth, so I rang her, and she had lost her two front teeth as well. And she said to me, but Anne, it took me seven months before I spoke public- publicly. I felt a lot better after that. So... <laughs> I'm doing good, all right? Um, and then there's the apprehension of the future, you know, future treatments to try and solve some of this. I don't want to go to the dentist. If you're a dentist here, I'm sorry, we hate you, and it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> we do. But do you know what I know? God's got it. And no matter what I go through, no matter what you go through, God's already there. His grace is sufficient. And so whatever the challenge is in life, God's in control of your life. He's going to help you through as he's in control of my life. And so in that, I want to read the next the scripture again. This is in the Message Bible. Can we have that scripture? At first, I didn't think of it as a gift, and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. I'm still amazed. I did at least 53. And then God told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. For my strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. Still getting there. Um, I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. And now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations have cut me down to size, whether it's abuse, accidents, opposition, or bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get the stronger I become. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God's grace is there. And what he wants us to do is to ask for it. Ask for his help. Believe that he loves you enough that he's going to give you the help that you need. And then you'll have the joy of experiencing it. 
I look back now and go, yeah, God, you've helped me through. And these girls that spoke up here this morning, they look back and they go, God's grace has carried me and still continues to carry them. God's grace. And so for me, I needed a toothful of grace. But what's your challenge? Maybe it's Mother's Day here. Maybe you have a rebellious child and you need a rebellious child full of grace or a challenging teenager full of grace. Or maybe it's your job and you need a job full of grace or a health size full of grace. You know, whatever the challenge is in your life, if it's your marriage, you may need a spouse size full of grace. Yeah. But whatever the challenge is in your life, God says, my grace, my enabling is sufficient for you. I will give you what you need to bring you through that situation and not just get through by the skin of your teeth, but to get through with his strength, with his uh, incredible, just the confidence that it brings. Another aspect of that word, grace, is the protection. And it's almost like God says, I'll protect you through it. I will bring you through. My grace is sufficient for you. And so on Mother's Day, I want to say to all us mums, yes, we have lots of challenges with our kids. His grace is sufficient for every size of that challenge. But those of you that are not mums, and to the men and everyone in this auditorium, no matter what your challenge, God says, I've got it. My grace is sufficient for you, and I am going to help you through. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.